0: The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, uh, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Uh, today is Friday, definitely, May the 26th, almost certainly. Uh, and we are here for our little um, Friday turbo show uh, where we pick some locks and dogs and totals or uh, whatever takes our eye. And then we've got a Futures Friday thing going down as well. Uh, myself and Noah tackled the AL East last Friday night. And we're going to have a little look around the AL Central uh, this evening. So, yeah, a little 30 minutes or so of MLB shenanigans. And to uh, help guide us through it tonight is the hardest working man at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Daddy Cool himself, Mr. Moonath Manji. How are you doing? <laughs>
1: I'm doing well Malcolm glad to be here with you yeah Friday episodes usually we were a little more relaxed we you know kind of kick our feet up give out some picks and then you know, we started doing uh, futures Friday uh, for um, the episodes on Friday obviously to kind of you know, take a look at some of the divisions and maybe some player market futures as we kind of go along every single week but yeah we'll talk about the AL Central today like you mentioned and then we'll get into our picks as well man how's everything going with you?
0: Yeah, nothing much to report. I have just about 10 minutes ago we'll finished the Premier League gambling podcast. Um, so it's the last games of the weekend on on Sunday. It's a little bit like so week 18 of the NFL where all the games start at the same time to avoid any um, any collusion. So there's all 10 games take place on Sunday afternoon. And it's just a bit of a wild one because there's really nothing to play for. Um, there's a couple of relegation spots up for grabs. Um, but there's a whole load of dead rubber, so it's really, really hard to handicap. You get loads of mad high-scoring games. Everyone rotates the team. So it's been a proper minefield, and Megan and Baz have almost done like a, a how-to bet the last day of the Premier League. Uh, and Baz gave out some great stats, and the comment section was absolutely live and kicking as well. Uh, so we've got loads of good information out there. So if you get a chance between now and Sunday, I would encourage you to um, to go and have a little listen to that. And then watch all the games simultaneously on Sunday afternoon, which is a great bit of fun as well. Uh, You can tally up all your goals and your corners and your shots on target and all the good stuff that um, me and Baz gave out today. So, yeah, looking forward to that Um, on Sunday afternoon. um, What's happening? Is the NBA still going? Uh, Miami's still doing something.
1: So Miami was up three games to nothing, and then now Boston has won the last two games. Um, so uh, it's it's a series now. So game six is going to be tomorrow night in Miami. If Miami can win, they'll advance to the NBA Finals. If Boston wins, then we'll have a decisive game seven. I believe that would be on uh, Monday then uh, to decide who goes to the NBA Finals. So, um, yeah, uh, we're getting closer to the end of the NBA season as well uh one team is in for sure and then we'll just finding out who they're going to play so um yeah things kind of slow down around this time i know like you mentioned epls last weekend matches and then nba and then we're just going to be like full throttle into mlb Mel.
0: yeah um the mlb in fact the last couple of nights again a little microcosm of of what betting baseball is like um dual uh Neuenfeld is in the chat uh, mentioning the Nationals dog that we took yesterday because when we were recording the show myself and Dylan yeah. uh, we looked done We I think we were 5-1 down and I jokingly said as we left the show I'm going to go and watch the fight back I'm going to go and watch Washington fight back and by the time I'd unplugged my laptop made my cup of tea and headed through there um, it was on the fight back was on um, it was uh, fully motoring towards Washington took a 6-5 lead and then gave it back up again um, we call it me the Washington. Uh, I'm the Nationals whisperer, apparently. Moon, I've got a knack of getting Washington right, and I thought I'd done it again last night. And then, of all people, Rugio Do hit that um two run or three run homer, I think it was. And Josh Hader closed it out, so yeah, that was a. I was in the Discord channel, I don't get in there as often as I'd like, but I was in there riding that roller coaster last night. Um, and then tonight, Moon, Af, we mm-hmm. well and truly did a job on uh, Justin Steele, didn't we? We've no. talked about him about nine times this week, and we've ruined his season in Korea, probably.
1: We'll put that one on Sean and Ryan, because we yeah, were okay, about yeah, we we'll, show earlier this week.
0: <laughs> we'll pass the blame. Yeah, even um, that was my um, luck was uh, <laughs> the Cubs on the run line. So just uh, yeah, just that uh, came in. It was uh, nine nothing Cincinnati in um, in the bottom of the ninth there. So yeah, we'll chalk that one up. We'll put that one in the L column Una.
1: Yeah, Yeah, uh, almost a no hitter for the. Uh cincinnati reserve at least a combined no hitter but i think they give it up either in the seventh or eighth inning their first hit so um it happens you know it's it's you feel so good about one pick and it just absolutely goes the other way that like you mentioned that's just that's baseball betting one-on-one it's just a grind every single day
0: um case in uh, high tower is a new listener i see no idea about look like that so <laughs> i just now i don't know what the, that is however this is the issue uh, look like that i mean that's not a great descriptive word, is it um yeah, to be honest, put yourself next to the moon after defy anyone to look good. Look at him. The man's an absolute stud. Um, you
1: know what the so funny they, part is, Matt, we should get like one of those like those uh artists. Um <laughs> and, and have our listeners kind of describe what they think we look like. <laughs> and they kind of see what it comes about. <laughs> hmm. Not sure that's a good idea.
0: And it'd be, look like you know those court those courtroom sketches, you don't have courtroom sketches in the US, do you? Because cameras are allowed in the courtroom, TV yeah. cameras. Yeah, well, in this country, we're not allowed. There's no cameras in the courtroom. So what they have is a bloke sitting with a bit of paper and a pencil, yeah. and he has to draw the people. And that's it what they put on like the news, that, yeah. It's did they? It? It's absolute madness, isn't it? Yeah. People say, Munaf Manji was up in court today on seven counts of uh, sexual assault. And then they'll show <laughs> a picture that this bloke's drawn of you. Um, so, yeah, excellent. Excellent. Uh, what are we talking about? How did this happen? Oh, Casey, <laughs> I totally got off script. I've lost myself here. Uh, we'll make some picks, Moonaf. I know we called it a lock dog and a total show, Moonaf. What I've got yeah. is mm-hmm. a pick 'em, another pick 'em, and a total. So, what okay. tonight's show is a pick 'em, pick 'em total uh, special. That's a new one. Yes, yeah, so I'll tell you that, f- that I
1: did like when we get into the picks. Uh, the line moved, so I had to kind of rearrange it myself. But, you know, that that's kind of the beauty of of our show is that we do it almost what twenty-four hours early. Yeah. Um, depending on the day of the week, obviously. And the lines move significantly. So you know that's what we kind of preach. I know people work and things like that, but you know, come join us in the in the in the chat uh, on live and, and on YouTube so you can take advantage of some of these uh, lines that come out early.
0: Yeah. I mean I obviously I'm normally about twelve hours ahead of everybody else when it comes to handicap. So I'll very often handicaps to blind. Um I'm a lot better at pricing things up uh, taking the lead off Dylan as well. Dylan's lines, um, I, I've ta- I've learned a lot from him, and I'm not too far away. So yeah, I've ended up with them. Um, what I thought might be a lock and a dog, um, but yeah, they're, they're both games uh, minus one ten each of two. Uh, the first two uh, that I've picked, but equally we will just taken it. And I'm sure if you shop around, the there'll be a little underdog price somewhere. Um, let me tell you first about Edge Boost. Uh, if you're not missing out, Edge Boost is the world's first bet now pay later Visa card. Uh, similar to other buy now pay later programs, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. Uh, simply deposit funds into your account. Edge Boost will match the deposit, so you can use double the funds in any legal sports bet. Inside, Edge currently offers up to two and a half thousand dollars in advances. Uh, that's two and a half grand. You can add to your bankroll. Our Edgbys double down play of the day will be coming up uh, in a little while. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The comments are flying past the screen so fast I can't even keep up tonight. Uh, faces. Yeah, yeah. Sheck's in here. Lisham's in there. Um... And oh yeah, I can't we need a nickname first way right? I got on with you. I just need a nickname uh, for him. Serial's turned up as well. Um so Moonaf, do you want to lead off or would you like uh make the get on base and then you can bring me home? Uh
1: you're the cleanup batter, so you can bring me home. Um yeah. I'll start. Where do you want to start? You want to start with our lock, total dog? Pick him. <laughs> <Pick 'em. All laughs> right, right, you him. i us start with our um Hmm. Let's start with our totals. Let's start with totals first. Um, I'm going to go over to the game between the Brewers and the Giants tomorrow, or sorry, on Saturday. Um, We have Corbin Burns and Logan Webb on the mound for their respective teams, and I'm going to take the under seven and a half in this game. Um, Like I mentioned, Corbin Burns, he's on the mound for the Brewers. He's coming off the worst start of the season. That was against Houston Astros. We know that. When healthy, they are one of the best offenses, if not the best offense in the entire MLB. But outside of that start, Mal, uh, Burns has been really solid at home for the Brewers. He is 2-1 with the 4.76 ERA. But again, he's allowed 14 earned runs in 26-1 and, and thirds innings pitch. But five of those earned runs came in that last start against the Astros. Um, Burns, as a starter since... The 2021 season against the San Francisco Giants has had a lot of, lot of success. He's two and one with a 1.32 ERA, 54 strikeouts, no six starts against the Giants in that span and five out of those six starts haven't seen more than six, uh, six runs combined. In those games and then Logan Webb on the mound, like I mentioned for the San Francisco Giants Um, got off to a little bit of a rough start, but he's been really good over the last five starts for the San Francisco Giants. He is two and one with a 1.57 ERA over the last five games. Uh, His starts have not over the last five starts. A combined total hasn't seen more than six runs in though any of those games. Uh, Brewers are the fifth best team to the under thus far this season at 27, 22, and one. That's right around 55%. And then the Giants are the seventh best team towards the under right at around 54.1% to the under. Uh, but that percentage for the Brewers increases by three percentage points at home. Where they are 58% towards the under at home. So I think this is going to be another pitcher's duel. I can see like a, you know, three, two, four, three, four, something in that range. So uh, well below a seven and a half here. So my total, I'm going to go Brewers Giants under seven and a half here, Mel. Okay.
0: Um, I forgot to bring my cup of tea over, Munaf, so I've just had to turn the IT department briefly into the catering department. Uh, but she has supplied me. with a- She's a five-tool player, man. She's a five-tool player, absolutely, yeah. Um, you don't get a dog and bark yourself, do you? That's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> the Giants and the Bruce. Well, you look at the Giants um, and you t- instantly just want them – pick them to like win or lose 2 I've said this kind of all week. Um, I learned a little bit about the Brewers pitching staff today in general. Um, the word I used was uh, clucky, which was a combination of clutch and lucky, because they haven't um, the underlying metrics haven't been great, but where they have been great is in clutch situations. So um, they've just managed to bring it home. This is all the way through the, uh, the, the starting pitches and the bullpen as well and um, so I don't know if that's a tool for regression or if it means when they actually start pitching better they're going to be better than they are already so I really don't it's not much help but it's certainly something that they, they have been something that was just brought to my attention earlier today but yeah uh, I like that play enough and I will be tailing it um my uh, first pick here was in the Blue Jays and the Minnesota Twins game um Talked a lot about the Blue Jays on the show last night. I watched the game. Um, we were variously quite unimpressed with everything they did. The uh, the, the comment is were, um, the listeners were, were just the same. And then I saw today they had a little team meeting, I think, after the game. The, the clubhouse door was locked for a little while for a few clear the air talks. Um, tomorrow they go to the Twins. Uh, both teams are... Minus 110. Um, Chris Bassett is pitching for the Blue Jays and Pablo Lopez is going for the Twins. So Chris Bassett, 5-3 and three on the year with a 3 or 3 ERA. And uh, he is the Blue Jays' best pitcher at the minute. Gosman's going OK. Um, Manoa is going the exact opposite. Bassett in his last five starts has a 2-1 and one record, 157 ERA. Um, his road numbers don't look great. Uh, 4 3 but really, that was entirely down to his seasonal debut at St. Louis. Gave up nine runs, I think. After that, mm-hmm. it's all been going in the right direction. Uh, 25 and two thirds, um, four earned runs uh, since then. Pablo Lopez from Minnesota has been generally underwhelming. I've got six of his nine starts have been decent Um 2-3 and three on the year, 390 ERA. I'm not entirely sure what's up with the Toronto Blue Jays. The baton, the hitting metrics are good. They've got seven starters, seven regular starters, who are hitting 268 or higher. And a couple of them are way up 290 and over 300. Um, Minnesota batting stats, however, I know we're going to have a look. This is kind of part of the reason I included this game, enough was that we're mm-hmm. going to look at the Twins in a little bit of depth as well. And their batting stats are really poor, Then. The 13th in run scored, but only 25th in batting average, which doesn't really line up. And they've got a really poor record against teams uh, with a record of over 500, which the Blue Jays have. Um, wasn't sure of the prices uh, when I handicapped this, but I don't mind. I'll happily take this minus 110. Uh, I'm going to take the Blue Jays moving off on this one. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And give us your second pick.
1: Yeah, I mean you talked about it, right? Chris Bassett has really turned it around since that start at the beginning of the season. Uh for the Blue Jays, uh three oh three ERA, which you would just you would just wonder what his ERA would be if he didn't have or even give up the amount of runs that he gave up in that, you know, first start of the season. But he's been really solid and I think the Blue Jays have really needed him, um, uh, in that span and over his last five games. You said it over he's two and one with a one point five seven ERA, only allowed six certain runs and thirty four and one third innings pitched. So um And also, I don't trust Pablo Lopez as well. He's kind of been underwhelming, like you mentioned. He does have, I think, an even 4 ERA or 3.9 ERA. Um, And at home, he has a 5.25 ERA. He's allowed 14 earned runs and 24 innings pitched. So um, there's only two times I really like back in the Twins, and that's when Sonny Gray and Joe Ryan are on the mound. I know we'll talk about the Twins at the Central Division here in a minute. But, um, yeah, I'm with you, man. I I like the Blue Jays here. I feel like they have the better offense. They have the better pitch on the mound here. So um, no argument for me on the Blue Jays for the Saturday game. Um, I'll take you over to my lock for the Saturday schedule, and I'm going to go with the LA Angels minus one and a half on the run line with Shohei Otani on the mound. And I was really backing Otani here, Mal, and also fading Edward Cabrera and at the same time. I know this number opened up at plus 120. I think is now down to even money. For the Angels and, you know, Edward uh, Edward Cabrera, he's really struggled this season, to say the least, um, especially on the road, right? He's 0-4 with a 6.15 ERA and six starts on the road. And uh, all four of the losses that Edward Cabrera has uh, taken have been by two or more runs for the Marlins. Uh, Marlins on the road this season, 11-15 and straight up. And I've talked a lot about when I want to back Otani when he's on the mound. It's when he's pitching at home in Angel Stadium. In his career at home, Otani is 18 and six with a 2.08 ERA. Um, thus far this season at home at Angel Stadium, Otani is three and one with a 2.45 ERA. And he does have one career start against the Marlins. I think this was a couple seasons ago, so it might not really be relevant, but he did have a good outing in that start. Seven innings pitch. He only allowed two hits and struck out 10 batters. And Angels at home this season are 15 and 10. So um, we've talked also about how many walks um, Edward Cabrera does give up. This is not a team that you want to give a walk to, right? Especially when you have guys like Anthony Rendon and Mike Trout and Shoyo Tiny and Tyler Ward guys that can really hit the ball and you don't want to make this mistakes, but I think he's going to do that. I think at even money right now for angels on the run line at minus one and a half, I'm going to take them as my lock here, Mel.
0: Well, maybe Moon. off. We should have talked about our picks before the game. Um, Cause I've got the same game here for my total though. So it's okay. We can both still win. Uh, the total in this one is set at seven and a half. And I like the over. Now, obviously you've just taken us through, um, uh, a lot of the numbers, but the, the standout indicators for me were, um, Cabrera is quite consistent. That doesn't mean he's good, but he's quite consistent. He'll, p- he'll pitch five innings, so he'll give up three or four runs. Um, and yeah. 4 on the road, 6-15 ERA. Um, so you can expect the Angels um, to get amongst Cabrera a little bit. Kind of hinges on what Otani can do. Um, pitch well against Minnesota last time. His four starts before that. He's given up five, three, four, and five. Uh, Miami are a little bit like San Francisco in that you've never handicapped them to score more than three or four runs. They have scored 28 runs in the last five games. What's that? 5.6, if my maths is right. Um, Jorge Soler is hot to trot as well for them. The Angels are going well. They've won six out the last seven. So I think we could see a decent game here. And I thought that seven and a half is too low. So yeah, uh, we'll keep your Angels pick, Luna, Uh And we'll back it up with a over seven and a half. Um, That leaves me one more uh, pick here. And we talked about the Nationals uh, earlier on. Um, The the Nationals whisperer, they take on Kansas City here. In another pick, uh, both teams minus 110 each of two. Josiah Gray goes for Washington and Brady Singer goes for Casey. Now, I think we talked Brady Singer must be last Sunday night, moon. After I went on a little minor rant about him. Um, he's three and four on the U with a 7.48 ERA. Uh, still sitting on the bench in our TGFBI team for some reason, mm-hmm. uh, if Noah's listening. Um, I'll be chopping him this week, whether you like it or not. Um, he's really bad. Um, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah. but I mean, but he, he was in the WBC team, and I expected a some half-decent things. Um, he's had two good starts. Um, four out of the ten starts has been okay. He walks far too many batters. Um, he's got an 8.46 ERA in his last five. Um, he's just, yeah, terrible. Uh, the Royals are terrible, 7-19 at home. Um, Josiah Gray is a pitcher I really, really like and. Him and the Nationals have been going along quite nicely. Grace four and five for the 265 ERA. Uh, But that's 240 in his last five starts. It's 221 on the road. And Washington have won four of his last six starts. And only once in his last nine has he given up more than one earned run as well. Um, Washington, we said last night, were, were the 11 and 11 on the month, I think. Mm-hmm. um before they did lose that game last night actually yeah they, they were 11 11 and 11 in the month of may um dropped one a little bit unfortunately last night and um three of those last four josiah agree wins um covered the run line as well so if i could i could throw the washington run line out as a dog play um so the minus 110 on the money line i like for washington but i wouldn't put you off taking them as a dog Kansas City are verging on the, being uncompetitive at this point. They're nearly down there with Oakland. Um, but Oakland aren't bothered. Kansas are actually trying. So mm-hmm. um, that's more of a concern. Yeah, so I'll take Washington. Uh, and if you want to get a bit fancy, take them on the run line.
1: Josiah Gray was a pitcher, I think, I don't know if it was last season, or season prior that we were fading, but he's really come into form uh, this season. And a lot of times it's about, you know, just getting that MLB experience and, and facing big league hitters, right? Because... It's completely different for the minors and the major leagues. But I think, you know, one walks is a concern for Josiah Gray. Um, but again, he's done really well. He had that one bad start to start the season against the Atlanta Braves. But other than that, he hasn't allowed more than three earned runs in the other nine starts. So um, on the season, he's allowed a total of 17 earned runs. Five of those came in that first game. So he's only allowed 12 earned runs. In nine, uh, in in the next nine starts of that first start, so he's been in really good form. And again, like you mentioned, it's really just a fade of Brady Singer, man. I mean, at home so far this season, Mal he's one and three with a seven point eight five ERA. Um, I th- want to say they've lost five out of the six starts that he's made um, uh, at home this season. I think four out of the six. But uh, you could chop this up in a different way as well. You could probably take the first five inning money line as well. Uh, but Kansas City's bullpen is also the fourth worst in the entire MLB. They're tied with the Texas Rangers with a team bullpen ERA of four point seven four. So you know we know that these national teams can be competitive. We saw it yesterday, like you mentioned, against the Padres, where they they fought back to get back into the game, unless or until they gave it up. But um, they're one of these pesky teams, and I like the the better pitcher here in Josiah Gray. So I think you got to continue fitting Brady Singer here. Nice, and uh, you got one more pick there, Muna. Yeah, I have one more. my dog left for the day. Uh, You want to take an ad break or you want me to get into it?
0: Yeah, you do that, and we'll take a little break before we tackle that division.
1: Okay. Uh, All right, so for my dog of the day, I am going to take the uh, Tampa Bay's run line here. Um, And this one's really juicy. Minus one and a half around plus 170. I see plus 175. Um, So it is going to be Tyler Glass now. I think this is going to be his first start this season, if I'm not mistaken. And he's going up against Clayton Kershaw um, in this matchup. Now, I know Kershaw got off to a really good start for the uh, the L.A. Dodgers, but the Tampa Bay Rays are one of the best uh, uh, hitting teams against left-handed pitching. And I'll quickly dive into these numbers here. So they're number one in WRC plus and slugging percentage against left-handed pitching. And they're number two. In team batting average and OPS against left-handed pitching, and number three in on-base percentage. And I think that one thing that really struck out to me, Mal, about Clayton Kershaw is that he's struggled on the road. So so far this year, he's pitched fifty-seven and one-third innings. He's allowed a total. He's allowed a total of nineteen earned runs. Sixteen of those nineteen earned runs have actually come on the road this season. So he's been phenomenal at Dodger Stadium. Uh, on the road is where he's kind of getting into trouble for the Dodgers. Uh, Rays. Also, like I mentioned, because they are so good against left handed pitching um, pitchers, they are eight and two uh, this season against left handed pitching. And in interleague games like this one is, they're also 11 and four in that span. So I think that the race will be able to put up runs here. I know that it'll probably be a couple innings for Glass now just to kind of get his feet wet. But this Tampa Bay, um, Bolton is also deep uh, thus far this season. They are one of the better ones in this uh, entire league so far this season. So um, I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Rays here on the run line, minus one and a half. This will be around plus 170, plus 175. So definitely shop around for the best number.
0: Yeah, there's been a, quite a lot of noise about kind of fading the Rays uh, recently. But um, I'm just not there. I just think they're going to kick on again. Like, because um, I still can't really wrap my head around Baltimore so yeah we'll see how it pans out um, I'll tell you about Shady Rays teamed up with SGPN for 4 Shady May you'll get an amazing 50% off with a chance to win $500 Shady Rays have got you covered from the sun to the slopes with a premium polarised shade snow goggles etc uh, durable frames and clear optics for everything you're doing outdoors as the summer approaches Um, best bit if you lose or break them even on day one Shady Rays will replace them no questions asked and if you don't love them, you can exchange them or return them for free within 30 days. So there's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. For our international listeners, Shady Rays has got you covered. Shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand and the UK. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And remember, May is almost over. Make sure to take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest okay moon um Friday's future futures Fridays whatever we call in it um al central this moon was a particularly uninspiring division to try hmm. and find a bet on it, the teams are all rubbish um hmm. and when Megan no I did this last week we sort of said right okay I'm gonna give you 50 pounds fifty dollars whatever you like um to bet on something and I've really, really struggled, Moonaf, to find anything to put your 50 bucks on. I've got one. um, And actually, I don't feel terrible about it. But um, the odds to win the division we've got Minnesota at minus 200, Cleveland plus 410, the Tigers plus 650, the White Sox plus 750, and Kansas City are 275 to 1. mm -hmm. Um, I'll lead us off with the Twins. Um, Yeah. The twins are weird, like I say, I just covered a lot of what they get up to in my handicapping of that uh Blue Jays game. Uh, they're living by the home run, which really isn't on brand for them. They're the sixth in homers on the season in MLB. Uh, Joey Gallo is at 11, Byron Buxton's hit 10, and then there's names after that. But their average, uh, the bat average is 230, which is 25th in MLB. So it's the disparity between your home run hitters batting average and the home runs that have hit. So, Joey Gallo is hitting 211 with 11 homers. Buxton's hitting 238 with 10 homers. It goes down. Carlos Correa hitting 213. Max Kepler hitting 212. Uh, Michael A. Taylor hitting 215. They're the, the lads who are top of their list of home run hitters. And they're all, you've got one in the 230s. Everything else starts 2-1 something. It's just not sustainable at all. So they really are living by the pitching. Um, the pitching is second in Team ERA. Yeah. Um, and it's really high in lots of other team pitching stats too. We've talked a lot about Joe Ryan, Sonny Gray, Pablo Lopez, we just mentioned, Bailey Over, I like. Uh, Louis varland has been going really well. So, yeah, they should sustain that. Um, 10 and 12 against teams um, with a record of uh, over 500. So, yeah. I'm not hugely keen. I don't think the batting is sustainable. The pitching will be fine, but I certainly wouldn't be backing them. And um, what they've got a two-game lead at the moment, I wouldn't be backing them at minus two hundred, Munaf. Um, what do you think of the twins? And then you can tell us about um, the next team, whichever you you choose, Munaf, who you want to tell us about. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of just looking at the
1: division as a whole, right? Um, you mentioned that the Twins are leading the division with a record of 26 and 24. The rest of the four teams in this division are below 500, right? Tigers two games back. Um, and then the Guardians, I think probably the only other threat for me in this division at four and four and a half games back, but... Yeah, well, kind of same things that kind of stuck out to me like you already mentioned, so I'm not going to regurgitate everything, but it's really been the pitching that's been really good for this uh, Minnesota Twins team. We mentioned the two names, Joe Ryan um, and Sonny Gray. Uh, they've been absolutely phenomenal there. I think they're – I want to say Joe Ryan's now the fourth favorite for Cy Young. Uh, in the American League, right behind Shane McClanahan, Garrett Cole, Shohei Otani, Joe Ryan's at ten to one, and then little down the list is Sonny Gray at twenty to one. So, I think you'll, you uh, with the batting averages that you just kind of reeled off there for the Minnesota Twins, you you should expect some positive regression for this team or uh, for these batters to kind of get back to you know closer to two fifty and start scoring some runs here. So right now for the Twins, it's really been their pitching that's been really well, and again you. Maybe expect some negative regression or some regression at at out of some of these pitchers like Joe Ryan and Sonny Gray. So, um, yeah, Twins. I think they're going along fine, but again, it's only a they're only a team that's uh, above five hundred by two games, and they only have a two game lead. Um, I'll kind of take us over to the next uh, team here. That's the Detroit Tigers. We kind of just go down the standings here. So they're second place right now in the uh, AL Central Division, and. Kind of going back to the Twins. The Twins are the only team in this division that have a plus uh, run differential at plus four at plus forty five. Rest of the four teams are all at minus. And the Tigers minus forty four right now. So uh, I mean, I don't really don't know what to think of this Tigers team. We talked about it in the preseason. now that they have a lot of young talent on this roster, right? Spencer Torkelson. Uh, you talk about Hunter Green. Uh, sorry, uh, um, Riley Green. Uh, they still have Javier Baez. So it's just a bunch of names on this on this roster, and the, the pitching is not anything to get excited about either, right? Uh, your best pitcher right now is Eduardo Rodriguez, who's 4-4. Four four. He has a 2.19 ERA, but I, I don't, I don't want to say that they made a mistake giving Javi Baez that big contract, but you know there was a moment earlier, we talked about this with Noah as well, where uh, A.J. Hinched uh, benched Javi Baez, I think, for not fully running down the first baseline or, or something like that. I think I don't quite remember what it was, but you kind of take a look at their team uh, ERA as starters. Um I'm trying to find them on the list here. Where are they? Uh, Detroit. I mean, they're a below league average. They have a team ERA of 4.35. And I think it's only really that good because of Eduardo Rodriguez, like I mentioned, was a 2.19 ERA, but everybody else in this team, uh, or at least as pitching rotation, just, just they're not getting it done right now. So um, I don't think they're going to win this division. I think they're going to regress even more. I wouldn't be surprised if they do finish up at the what fourth team in this division, um, right down there with the Kansas City rules. They're playing 500 ball right now, but nothing really excites me about this Tigers team right now. They do have, like I mentioned, great young talent, but I think it's still taking some time for those guys to develop.
0: Yeah, there's, I've enjoyed watching them. They've been quite good fun because they've, they've been winning at underdog prices. And I've, they've got some players that I like as well. Um, further down, the, the starting rotation, I like Matt Boyd. I like Michael Lorenzen. Um, Nowhere the last couple of years, has turned us on to Alex Fiedo, um and Joey Wentz as well. You mentioned um, Erod. I think he might be a trade candidate. I think they might yeah. move him on. Yeah. Um and that'll be the end of that uh, for Detroit the batting stats aren't very good they're doing alright Akil Badu is a player I think if you're in a fantasy league um, he will almost certainly be on waivers um, and he's been doing some bits that tell me he could have a decent second half of the season um, but yeah to put a price in won't we'll be backing them at plus 650 um, next up would be the uh, the Cleveland Guardians who are plus 410 at the moment they are four games back of Minnesota um, and they are also surviving on their pitching. Um mm. again, start rotation and the bullpen's been good. Um and really it's been it's been Shane Bieber who's been okay, and then some of the young lads they've they've called up, uh, Logan Allen and is it Tanner Bebe? Tanner Bibi and yep. um, yep. but not an awful lot else, and the batting's terrible, like the yeah uh twenty-eighth in OBP, thirtieth in slugging. 30th in home runs and ribbies Um, Jose Ramirez the star player is only hitting 266 which for him is around about 40 points beneath what he normally hits with six home runs and uh, yeah Cleveland were okay last year and everyone talked about how they played the game Um, a little bit of small ball and it just hasn't happened this year for them Uh, and I'm just not hopeful uh, that it really can so Cleveland I wouldn't be interested in it's all
1: Um, Yeah, again, like you mentioned, it's offense again for this team, and I think that's kind of the theme of this division uh, for the AL Central. Cleveland last year they got it done in the uh, in this division where they wanted, got to the playoffs, eventually fell short. But I feel like this team is the Milwaukee Brewers of the American League, where they have some great pitching, or they do have some good arms but they're not able to score enough runs. And I think that Jose Ramirez needs to get some help on that offense uh, for this team to produce runs because despite them being in third place and being four and a half games out, they are the team that has the least amount of runs scored in this entire division uh, at only 169. Even these uh, Kansas City Royals have scored 29 more runs in this team. So uh, they're only four and a half games back, but again, I would not, you, you couldn't put me off that. They may add another bat, Uh, if they need to uh, come trade deadline. So I think for me, Mal, if there's one team that I would want to back right now that I could see have some positive um, regression, I think that would be the Cleveland Guardians, despite them being only four and a half games out of the division and uh, seven games below 500. Um, We quickly go over to the White Sox here, Mal. Um, This team has just been riddled by just injuries and it's kind of been the theme for this team dylan sees we start with the pitching the dylan sees had a lot of hype coming into this uh season as a uh strikeout leader or even a, a Cy young candidate i think maybe the pitch clock may be affecting him a little bit lance lynn got off to a slow start as well michael kopek same thing got off to a slow start he's kind of found his form a little bit or at least in for his last five starts um, and then you talk about the offense, the just uh, the talent that they do have from Lewis Roberts to Johan Mankata, who had a bad season last year. Tim Anderson, the team doesn't just they just feel disconnected. They just don't look interested in playing baseball. And they have the fifth worst team um, ERA as far as starters uh, go thus far this season. You take a look at their bullpen second word. So. When your pitching is that bad, you're not going to win very many games. Um, They're down there with the Oakland A's as far as team bullpen ERA. So um, there's a lot of great talent on this team. I know we talked about this team a lot last year with Tony La Russa and how bad of a manager that he was. But for the talent that this team has, Mel, um, they just haven't been able to produce. And I'm not sure that they – I see the potential of them could put it together. But this team just kind of feels disconnected, and I don't know if the pitch clock is one thing that's affecting this team a lot. Because I don't, I don't know if you saw the Tim Anderson video that either mm. he said I hate the pitch clock or I said I. He said I hate this place. One of the two, but he's just not in a good mind frame right now. And again, um, talent is there, but they just haven't been able to put it together.
0: Yeah. So the White Sox um, plus seven fifty for the division, six games back, but by far the most interesting uh, contender of those available. Here at the moment because they do have upside. Um, so the pitching and the batting is it's been average so far. However, yeah, so I'm going to make a case. Moonaf, okay. um, Lewis Robert should be back uh, maybe on Thursday. Uh, we think uh, Eloy Jimenez is going um, probably as we speak um, on a rehab assignment to Double Um and then you've got pitchers who were progressing. Uh, Michael Kopech suddenly handicapped him well the other night, put him down as our dog, uh, and he was absolutely un- unhittable. I think that was against Cleveland, actually. Mm. Um, he's put together um, a few starts in a row, which have been quality. Uh, Giolito is improving. We know what Dylan Cease can do. Um, they just get Liam Hendricks back as well, which has been a great feel-good story. I think that'll help the clubhouse um, yeah. as well as the the overall performance. Um Bullpen's been fine. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez is good. I like Kendall Graveman in there. So Moonaf, right? I don't know if I've overlooked something here, Moonaf. You're gonna have to help me out here. Um The White Sox are plus seven fifty to win the division. Um with the same book, Moonaf, here, Um they're plus eight twenty five to make the playoffs. Um what am I missing here? Why would they be bigger to make the playoffs than to win the division? Um, surely if they win the division, they're going to yeah, make the playoffs.
1: Yeah. So I think that they have a better chance of winning the division than getting a playoff spot just because how competitive the other divisions are, the American League, right? Because you take a look at the American League East. We talked about this with Sean and Ryan when we were on with them, that all five teams have a record above 500. Because right now with Chicago, they would not be even uh, sniffing the playoffs. So right now, as it stands, that their only uh, opportunity to get into the playoffs would be by winning this division. Because you take a look at the American League West as well, four of the five teams have a winning record as well. Four of those teams are just separated by uh, five and a half games as well, uh, but they all have winning records. So um for the White Sox, yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, look, they have the potential. They, they the injuries have been uh, rattling this team over the past several seasons. Guys like Eloy Jimenez, Lewis Roberts being in and out of the lineup. Tim Anderson as well. You know, he has his IL stings throughout the season as well. So the the batting has a lot of potential. It's just like you mentioned that the pitching needs to start moving in the right direction, and I think that has started with Michael Kopech. Over his last five games, he's 3-1 and with a 1.99 ERA. Uh, Lucas Giolito has looked good as well. Lance Lynn looks like he's starting to turn the corner a little bit as well. You mentioned Liam Hendricks getting him back. So, again, on paper, this team is supposed to be, a, I think, a contending team. But right now, they just haven't been able to put it together. So, I think for me, I'm there with you, Mal. I think that if there's one team you told me to put 50 bucks down on or 100 bucks, whatever the case might have been, to to add some nice plus odds, this team would probably be it because again, this last team, the Kansas city Royals, I, I don't know if you have a lot to add, but I just don't, I don't have much to add because their pitching is terrible. Um, They're not able to win home games. Um, Second worst team ERA, as far as starting rotation and the fourth worst team bullpen ERA as well. So if you're not pitching well, you're not going to win very many games.
0: Um, Yeah. So I think that, Plus 825 on the White Sox to make the playoffs would be where going to my head where I would throw my fifty dollars. Because obviously if they win the division, you, yeah. you you wouldn't take there's no point taking the plus seven fifty for them to win the division. Cause at that point they are going to make the playoffs. So plus eight twenty-five, I think, is absolutely live. Um Kansas City, there's no real point um in talking about them. They've got a couple of fun players, uh, effectively, is all is all I wrote down on them. Um Someone in the chat earlier on mentioned um, Vinnie Pasquantino, the Pasquatch. If you notice, moving off, I've got a Sasquatch on my cook. Look, you see? Can you oh, see okay. him?
1: Nicely done. I
0: made that. Yeah, I see it. You
1: Can made
0: you see? That. I made yeah, that, yeah. I'll yeah, tell you the full really story nice if go. you want. This is great radio go for anyone who's catching up lately, right? So this is me, right? Can you see me?
1: uh yes i see you yeah I, and what i'm doing moon job, you did a very good job of your skin tone there because i can barely see it
0: Pale blue what i was actually <laughs> looking at moon up, was the Loch Ness Monster as you can see here but what i didn't okay. notice in the background was that there was a sasquatch there the whole time <laughs> and i've even if you look at the bottom I signed it mb 2017 so there you go i'm a 47 year old man moon off. um so yeah, so I like Vinny Pasquantino. Sal Perez is good. Errolds Chapman's been good. The rest of them are shite. Um, anything you want to tell us about Kansas City? Ah,
1: uh, no. Casey was the one that mentioned the comments that by the time uh, those two players will be good, they'll be Bartolo Colon's agent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look again. They have a lot of exciting players. Um, Do the Royals, but it's again, it's just about a lot more to improve on around the team because baseball is truly a team sport, right? Talk about defense, talk about offense, talk about pitching, talk about bullpen. all has to come together for you to be a really good team. So um, yeah, not much for for me to add. Maybe they're a couple of years away still from contending, at least in the AL central division. Because currently right now, Mal, their record is currently sitting at uh, 15 and 36. They're seven and 19 at home, eight and 17 on the road. Uh, minus 73 run differential, which is the second worst in the American League, only uh, to the Oakland A's who have a minus 184 run differential. So that kind of tells you where this team is at right now.
0: Yeah, exactly right, mate. Um, so, yeah, not hugely uh, inspiring division to have a look at, but <clears throat> certainly, like I say, going gun to my head, I think the White Sox, there's worse um, plus 800 shots to pick uh, around the place in the Chicago White Sox. Moonaf. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we let the people go and get on with their weekend?
1: No, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, like you mentioned, if you haven't gotten over to the Premier League show last uh, weekend of the matches, go and check out Mal and Boz there. Uh, just absolutely killing it all season. We'll be back probably Sunday night to talk about the Monday games. Uh, and we're just going to continue chugging along for the MLB season.
0: Yes. hundred percent. Right. Muna. Um, yeah. appreciate everyone getting involved. It was busy again tonight. We had a good crowd in there. Um, and yeah, I absolutely love it when, uh, when the listeners get in the, in the YouTube, it's, it makes it a thousand times more fun for us. Um, and like I say, I'm always learning. Um, and there's no better resource than the SCP and listeners who so absolutely love it. Yeah, busy weekend. It's another bank holiday for us. I think it's something to do with the king, might be the king's birthday or some typically British shit like that. Um, so we get Monday off anyway. Uh, and then as discussed, I am off to Spain. I'm off to Mallorca on Wednesday. So yeah, good times for me. Um, so I won't be pale blue. Maybe moon up in a couple of weeks' time. When you look at me, I might have a little bit of a uh, little bit of color in my cheeks. There you go. Uh, so we'd yeah, so we have to see. Oh, Mike, holiday re-
1: weekend, holiday weekend here for us as well. It's um Oh, ago. really? So. Yeah, Monday I think uh banks and everything all is closed so they're honoring uh all the military service who died in uh in whether it was civil war, whatever war they served in. Uh it's just a day that's to honor the 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 military and who served this country.
0: No, we just have to kiss the king's ass. Uh that's what we oh, do. There we go. <laughs> um, oh, well, everyone, enjoy your, enjoy your holiday weekend then. Um, loads of bets to be had. Good luck with whatever you're playing, uh, as Mienav says. We'll be back uh, later on in the weekend. Uh, look forward to seeing everyone then. Um, have a great time, everyone. Good luck, and we'll see you down the road. Cheers.